a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot and Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor. It's the 16th of December, Friday night edition of the show. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and have you dug out of your global warming yet? You know, we got about, well, I guess anywhere from 14 to 16 inches of global warming dumped on us this week. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I've got the driveway uh, shoveled out, but nobody has come by to plow the street. Oh, okay. So when they come by and you've got all your global warming at the bottom of your driveway, they're going to shovel it right back on you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> usually the way it works. Um, no, I mean we've had we've had more snow in since Tuesday uh when when we last gathered up with everybody here on Right Side Patriots, we've had more snow since Tuesday than we had I think all of last winter. Wow. And you yeah. had a very rare winter because usually you think of Nebraska snowing all winter long. And last year, for some reason, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when I was a kid growing up in Lincoln, Nebraska, we had snow all winter. We could go sledding anytime we wanted, mm-hmm. you know, but over the last several years, it hasn't really been that, that way. Um, you know, I, I, been back to Lincoln a few times in the winter, and you don't see the kind of snow we had when I was a kid, but um, this year seems to be a little bit different. Well, if it's any consolation, next weekend, our high here in Florida is projected to be one day, uh, I think it's 57, the next day 59, then 60-something, and finally back to 71, because apparently there's going to be a polar vortex coming down from Canada, cutting across the whole middle of the country, and actually reaching Florida and the Bahamas. Well, you know, I'm looking right now at my weather forecast for the upcoming week, and uh, I see on Wednesday... This coming Wednesday, we have a 52% chance of, of more snow. Fun. But, but on Wednesday, the high will be 6. And Aren't when you special? <laughs> Wednesday night, the low will be 22 below zero. 
Wow. Now, on Thursday, the high will be 5 below zero with the low 15 below zero. So we got that to look forward to. Oh, you have such wonderful weather. <laughs> you know? Um, lots of global warming in your future. Yeah, lots of it. Um, you know, it's uh, we got to tell people right off the bat, this is our last show for the calendar year 2022. Right. Ever since Craig and I teamed up to Right Side Patriots, we've always taken the weeks, the two weeks between Christmas and, and New Year's off to, you know, have a life with our family and our friends. Well, you have family and friends. I've got dogs and cats. That's true. You're a hermit you know, crab. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, look, it, it's, you know, people are busy this time of year doing the last minute Christmas shopping right. and, you know, trying to get uh, maybe from point A to point B to be with, with family and friends. And, uh, you know, it, it, it. we decided early on. You know, when we first started doing the show, what? It's been almost 10 years now. I know. Can you believe that? And, Amazing. Uh, yeah, we decided that, you know, we'd take some time off leading into Christmas and, and uh, come back right after New Year's. And, and this year is no exception. I think, what, we'll be back on is January it Jan- 3rd. 3rd? No, January 3rd. Yeah, okay. Um, so we, we get a little bit of a, a mini vacation and we hope everybody, you know, takes takes some time uh, over the next couple of weeks to kind of sit back and relax and enjoy what life is all about. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a, you know, whether you're religious or not, this is a beautiful time of the year. It's holiday time. And even if you don't celebrate the religious aspects of Christmas and the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah, it's still, you know, a magical, as they say, time of the year. And it's it's a pretty time of the year with all the lights and the festivities. And we like to enjoy that, too. Well, and at the end of the show tonight, and I forgot to tell you about this earlier, Diane, but at the end of the show tonight, we've got a little special Christmas song. Is it Grandma Got Run Over by the Reindeer? No. No, this oh, okay. this is a song that melds Christmas and Hanukkah. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna play "Oi to the World." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's it look it's a it's a fun song. It's it's yeah, you know, it's different. Um, I first became aware of this song. I want to say it was about 25 years ago. Wow. Um, I got a call from. Chip Davis, and a lot of people probably know who Chip Davis is as uh, Mannheim Steamroller and their mm-hmm. Christmas CDs and, and uh, Christmas stuff. And he called me when I was doing radio in Lincoln, and he said, hey, I got something new for you. And he said, I sent you a copy. You'll have it tomorrow. And I said, okay. And uh, he said, call me back and let me know what you think. And I played through the whole CD, and it's all Christmas music done in a traditional jewish style oh dear okay yeah and i mean it's really fun and um so i of course i called him back and i said chip i love it and uh you know he said you want you want something to give away and i said sure you know so it's um it's from the album oi to the world 
And okay. uh, the the group is not Mannheim Steamroller. It's a different incarnation of that group called the Klezmonauts. Oh, I've heard of them also. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of Maybe people. Maybe you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people may have heard of the Klezmonauts. They had no idea that it was Chip Davis. So if you like what you hear at the end of the show, folks, what I'm telling you is go look it up, Google it, uh, and uh, order it. You know, download it, uh, pay for the download. Uh, it's fun. It's it's a whole different take on Christmas music. So, Okay. We got that at the end of the show. All right, so we got some interesting things to talk about. We're going to start with Brittany Griner. Now, for the last couple of weeks, Diane has, has told me that, you know, she's going to do an article coming up when we come back. Uh, regarding the this horrific trade uh, right. where we got Brittany Griner back on U.S. soil. But, but I'm handling it in a quite different way right. than things have been handled because it's being doubled up with another trade. Right. So, you know, we got that coming back. But I told her a couple of weeks ago when this all started coming down, I said, you know, Brittany Griner's a dude, right? And mm-hmm. and Diane's like, well, I've seen baby pictures, and that's that's not a, a boy, that's a girl. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, no, that's I a said dude. that's. I said that could be a boy who has transitioned to a girl. Yeah, I said I'm telling you, it, it's a dude. And I, you know, and you know, Diane's well, I don't know, I, I've seen the baby pictures, whatever. So a couple of days ago, I sent her some photos. And a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. And one of the videos is Brittany Griner out by the swimming pool shooting hoops in the backyard. And I said, Diane, look at this and tell me that's not a dude. And she looks in and goes, well, you know, it kind of does look like a dude. And I said, well, check this video out. And Diane, I sent you a video, and this was from a few years ago. Brittany Griner appeared on the Conan O'Brien show. Right. And I said, have you ever heard Brittany Griner speak? And she said, no. And I said, watch this. What do you think? That definitely is no woman. <laughs> and and how I know this is I know someone who did transition from a man to a woman and through a, through politics, basically. Very fine person, wonderful person. But when he did his transitioning and did the hormones, the surgery, the whole nine yards, the hormones actually change a male's voice and make it sound more feminine. Right. Not with what I heard with Griner, that's for sure. That was a man's voice. That's that's a dude. Now the the oh. voice is a little bit. I wouldn't say feminine, but I say effeminate. A I little would bit. Say not even effeminate, but someone that's almost trying to present themselves as a feminine gay person. Right. More like that to me. That's what it sounded like. Um, But the more I kept with Craig looking at this video and comparing it, let's say, with people that have transitioned and all that, 
I came up with a strange sort of possibility of what went on here. Okay. And that was that when, I'll call her her for now, but when her mother gave birth, she gave birth to a boy, but wanted a girl. So she brought the boy up as a girl. When the girl reached a certain age, the girl transitioned, if you will. I, I don't know. Because there, um, I was on before the show on a strange site I had never heard of that said Brittany was born a man, but they had to remove his male organ before he was born. But then two paragraphs later, um, they removed it after birth. So, you you know, we're getting all these conflicting stories. But the bottom line is, I don't care what he, she, whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever you want to call Brittany Griner, fine, do it. You know, more power to you. But the thing is, her representing female sports right, sort of kills female sports for true women that want to compete you know and that's that's why we bring this up you know Mm -hmm. we've we've had all this controversy over the last year and a half two years uh over this swimmer that uh, is is a dude uh leah leah whatever thompson whatever whatever i i don't remember the name but that that guy should not be competing in women's sports, period. Correct. Okay. I mean uh, it's it's ridiculous. And now we've got, you know, the, the big thing about Brittany Griner uh, being in the spotlight, and there again, you've got somebody that, in my opinion, should not be allowed to compete in women's sports. I agree one hundred percent. Whether it's a she, a he, it doesn't matter. She's trying to pass herself off as a woman and going against women. I mean, this this person is what, about six nine, seven feet tall? Yeah, six six eight, six nine, I suppose. Something like that. Pretty tall. Most women do not grow that size. No, and and you look at Brittany Griner compared to other women in the WNBA and she's a, a head maybe a head and a half taller uh than than the rest of the women but here's my question okay because of all this going on now and, and because now we have two prime examples of it should should people have to take a DNA test before they're allowed to compete in sports to make sure they are the sex in which sport they're competing? I don't know if you can legally force anyone to take a DNA test, but I will say that anybody, any person that has any male sexual organ should not be competing in female sports. Any male who has transitioned to a woman still should not be allowed to compete in women's sports because at this time we can no longer we can not I should say 
change one's DNA. The only way you can fully transition is if your DNA, your genetic code, is changed from that of the way you were born. We don't have the ability to do that. You know, when I was a kid watching Summer Olympics, and this goes back to the late 60s, early 70s, right? The East German women's swim team all had rudders. They were all steering with a rudder. (laughs) And, you know, I, I mean, you could tell those were dudes. Okay, but they were competing on the women's swim team, and they were they were cleaning up in the medals. Yeah, and that's not right. It, it it we keep allowing these people to basically infiltrate into a sports that they a sport that they really shouldn't be in, ruins it for the true women that enjoy being athletes that are trying to compete on a fair ground, basically. These people have an advantage well, going what, in. What happened to Title Nine? Title Nine was supposed to protect women's sports. Right. <clears throat> What's happened to that? I mean, that was all the thing ten years ago. Uh, you know, if well, if you so, were a, a college or university, you couldn't violate Title Nine, or or you'd you'd be in big big trouble. Well, now, Title Nine, who cares, right? Well, it's it's a shame because what happens is we pass these laws, but nobody enforces them. Right. Now, here in Florida, it's not allowed. Men cannot compete in women's sports. Biological born men cannot, you know, uh, take part in women's sports. It should be that way across all 50 states. And in turn, women should not be allowed to compete in men's sports. Exactly. You know, fair is fair. We're not just signaling this out one group. It should be across the board. Well, you know. How you were born is who you are until your genetic code has changed. And this has absolutely nothing to do with people being gay. It's a totally different category. I mean, these are people that are mutilating their bodies. Right, and and in in a lot of cases, like that that collegiate swimmer, they're pretending to be something they're not, and they're competing against people who are not as big, not as powerful, not as strong, not as fast. And we've seen it in track and field too, by right. the way. You know, right. and and it just shouldn't be allowed. Well, you know what? The recently the ex. Military, I, I believe he was a Marine, but don't hold me to it. Oh, the Navy he, SEAL. Navy SEAL, okay. Right. He transitioned to a woman at, as soon as he got out of the military. And now he's trying to transition back into a man. He, he said, oh my God, I was young. I was going through a phase. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was forced by my parents to become something that I turned out I'm not. And he's on a campaign now to try to stop doctors from performing these kind of surgeries on people under a certain age. Good for him. I mean, it's great for him, but he's not getting the airtime, the publicity he needs. Of course not. Of course not. No, because it doesn't meet the woke agenda. With the woke agenda, guys, we've got to accept everybody, you know, no matter what they do, no matter what they say, and that's just wrong. Yeah, I mean... 
you know, you want to pretend to be something you're not, you know, feel free. But right. don't expect me to pretend right along with you. That's the whole you know. thing. I mean, that's, you want to pretend you're something you're not. Hey, more power to you. But don't expect the rest of the world to go along with you. So there's that. And, you know, uh, that's, I mean, the only reason we bring it up is because, you know, there's been a lot of speculation out there. But you, when you watch the videos, when you look at the pictures and, and you see Brittany Griner with an Adam's apple, uh, you see Brittany Griner without a shirt. Um, you listen to Brittany Griner speak. That's a dude. Well, here's something else that might make people think twice that what we're saying is true. Facebook has banned the videos. Yeah. So, you know, it's true. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, next up on tonight's show, President Trump came out yesterday and made two huge announcements. One of those announcements was really, really good. The other one was but stupid. Yes. Well, the first one also, it was great. I heard it. He's 100% right. It was about regaining our right to free speech on social media platforms and anywhere. He's kind of riding on Elon Musk's, you know, coattails with the whole free speech thing. But what he said was very true. And he made certain promises that when or if he becomes president again, that he will do this, this, and this. And all of it was wonderful stuff. Well, yeah, he said he would ban any uh, federal agency or federal department uh, from doing what's been going on with the big tech companies and censoring mm-hmm. uh, free speech. He said he would uh, ban federal money from being used to label domestic right. speech as mis- or disinformation. Um, and he said he would immediately begin the process of firing anybody, including people at the the uh, Department of Homeland Security, that have engaged in suppression of free speech. Yes, and he also urged the new Republican majority in the House to immediately send preservation letters to the Biden administration, meaning you can't go now and suddenly destroy everything you've done. Right. You got to hang on to the documents. Right. You know, now that right. and was that was a great speech. That that was a great thing uh for the Trump campaign for 2024. Um it those things absolutely 100% need to happen. Absolutely. Okay. Now, the other major announcement was just but stupid. I I don't get it. I don't understand it. It lost. It made Trump lose a lot of credibility, unfortunately. And there's some talk on social media, on some sites, that with this announcement of his, he actually handed the nomination to Ron DeSantis if he, you know, if he wanted it, if he was going to run. What he did was he announced a very important announcement: a collection of Trump trading cards, $99 for a pack of these um, trading cards. They're digital cards, folks, with him dressed up as Superman and this and that and the highlights of his career. 
what was the man thinking? Well, somebody obviously came up with the idea and and presented it to Trump, and Trump said, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, I don't know who came up with the idea, but I can tell you whoever it was needs to go far, far away. Um, now, And also, uh, it, it uh, on, took on away the, credibility for what he said about the free speech. Well, yeah. I mean, it came off as very self-indulgent. Now, we shouldn't be surprised because Trump is, after all, kind of narcissistic. Okay? And that's that's one of his more endearing qualities, I got to tell you. I mean, that's what really got him elected in 2016. The fact that he, he said he was going to do things, he, he said he was going to be the best at it, and he turned out he was. Okay? Um but when you come up with a pack of trading cards with your own likeness dressed up as superheroes and sell them for 99 bucks a pack, I mean, that's even a little over the top for Trump. Yeah, well, these are digital trading cards. Oh, goody. You know, oh, yeah, oh, goody. Um, he didn't say where this money was going to go, I'm assuming, to his campaign for president. But the whole thing is the narcissism and the not being a politician worked in 2016 we needed that now we need the back then we needed that that's not what we need now <clears throat> well it's hard to take it seriously i mean when you look at these plank i mean you look at these things and go really i mean you just can't take it seriously mm-hmm. now let's let's go back to 2016 the make america great again hats fantastic Mm -hmm. everybody Mm -hmm. wanted a mega hat Mm -hmm. you know now i don't know how many of these packs of trump trading cards they printed up but they sold out in one day it wasn't as many um wait i had the figure on that it wasn't as many as people think um Oh, I can't find. But the first run sold out. Yeah. Now, what? Why wouldn't he come up with another hat? Okay, because the hat thing was brilliant, you know. And yeah. I mean, everybody that wanted one, you know, by now has a Make America Great Again hat. What about a Correct. new red hat that just says "Unfinished Business Trump 2024"? Hey, that's a great. That's a great thing. You know, and I mean, he'd sell as many of those hats as he did the originals. Yeah. But this is not what I call a major important announcement like he was hyping it. I know. know. Okay, The first thing with the free speech was great. He should have stopped. The problem with Donald Trump is Donald Trump. He doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut. Well, somebody came up with the idea, and that person should be gone. <laughs> Maybe it's the same person that's been advising him on who to pick for for different departments. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'll tell you this, folks. Even Steve Bannon, when he when he introduced these cards yesterday, Steve Bannon says, "I can't keep doing this." He yeah. said, "This is this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." Steve Bannon said right. it was stupid. Okay. So. Right, and he's getting a lot of flack across social media that this is one of the most narcissistic political political stunts ever done, and it is. 
but this is Donald Trump. Are we really ready for four more years of this? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know either. Well, we'll see how it goes. Just my opinion, folks. I know there's a lot of Trump supporters in this audience. Just my opinion. You know, the the protecting free speech thing, brilliant. Do it. It, That has to be done. Right. Okay. The trading cards? Really? Yeah. I'd rather have an unfinished business hat. Yeah, and and $99 for digital cards. You know, we're in an inflation now. People don't have this kind of uh, discretionary money to, to just give away on digital trading cards. It's this was know. a bad this was a bad PR stunt that I think in the end is going to backfire. You know, at least he did it early enough in the campaign that, you know, if he gets enough blowback on this thing, they'll they'll sell whatever they got and move on to something else. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Unfinished business, mega that would be a great thing. Hey, I wore a MAGA T-shirt in yeah. 2016, and I was proud to wear it. It it showed my support for right. Donald Trump. But Donald Trump dressed up in a cape like Superman? Come on. Not this working. is a grown man who is going for the highest office in our land, and you don't make a mockery of it. Yeah, it just just seems off to me. Very off. (laughs) Folks, we've made it to the bottom of the hour. That means we've got one more segment in the 2022 calendar year. Yes. Because we go on break after tonight. Yay. (laughs) Folks, we got more interesting stuff to talk about. We're, We're talking about a major blow to a Biden policy that was handed down in court and... We've got some Christmas stuff for you. Yes. You know, some interesting things about Christmas that maybe you know, maybe you don't. And we'll get into all that coming up in a bit. Stay with us. There's more Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk, where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot 
at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning. Click the podcast button. We'll be there, right there, waiting for you. Mm-hmm. All right, so a court, uh, a federal judge, has dealt what they're calling a major blow to Biden's proposal to end the stay in Mexico policy that Donald Trump had in place. Now, you know, we we just talked about Donald Trump. This is one of the great things Donald Trump accomplished in his first term was keeping illegal aliens in Mexico. Right. And um, remember, if they don't stay in Mexico, what Biden is doing is just a free-for-all, letting them run free all over the country. It's human trafficking. It, it, it is in a way, but it isn't in another way. I mean, you uh, human trafficking is usually to turn people into slaves. Well, well. And, and the sex trade is alive and well on our southern border. The, um, the cartels are engineering that, and by Biden allowing this free-for-all on the southern border, he is at least um, helping with the human trafficking. He's certainly not stopping it. He's certainly not slowing it down. You know, and and when Trump did this, uh, when he put that policy in place, Trump was smart enough and good enough to get the Mexican government to buy into it. Exactly. Exactly. This whole thing at the border, this is an invasion, folks. There's no other way to describe it. This is an invasion. Over 2,000 crossed the border today alone. Yeah, it, that's what Within it's coming year, down We're going to have 5 million illegals, meaning criminals, because they knowingly crossed our border, knowing they were breaking our laws. That makes them criminals. We're going to have them throughout our country. And thankfully, Texas and Missouri were the ones who took the legal action to prevent Biden from ending the policy. But what their action did, it just delayed its repeal. Right. It hasn't ended it and said, no, 42 stays in place. No, it's just delaying its repeal for now until it can work its way again through the courts. You know, the the situation is, stay in Mexico is one of the best policies we've had at the border in decades and decades. You know, basically what it is, if you want to come across, you have to stay in Mexico until you have a court hearing. If you're seeking asylum, you get a court hearing to find out if you actually qualify for asylum. Well, stay in Mexico means you stay on that side of the border until you're hearing. The way it is now, the way Biden wants it, and and the reason he wants to do away with stay in Mexico, 
is so that these people, these illegal aliens, can flood across the border and then disperse anywhere in the U.S., and they'll never show up for a court date. Right. Well, you know what? A part of this whole nonsense with Title 42 being removed goes back to the Supreme Court, who ruled five to four this past June that Biden could end the policy and because it did not violate federal immigration law in its trying to rescind the law. So now it's going to have to probably work its way back to them right? to, re- to reissue another decision. Well, and if it does, if it, if it works its way you know, back through the court system and winds up at the U.S. Supreme Court, they probably won't hear any arguments on it until February. Right. You know, right. so uh, we'll see what happens at that point. But, you know, the court uh, yesterday said, no, we're not, we're not just going to dismiss this out of hand. This needs to be looked at. And thank God they said that because right. they, they could have just said, nope, Texas, nope, Missouri, you don't have a case here. And that would have been the end of it. Right. It's uh, Biden is trying to ram this through before the Congress goes out on its holiday break. Right. But, Craig, I want to bring up something else that the Democrats are trying to do and ram through within the next couple Mm, of days. Right. Statehood for Puerto Rico. Now, Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the United States. While they are not a state, they do have all the rights and privileges that American citizens have. They are considered American citizens. However, they are predominantly Democrat. If Puerto Rico becomes a state and they get their two senators, we'll never see a Republican Senate again. Now, I would be in favor of letting Puerto Rico become an independent country. Yes. And and a lot of Puerto Ricans want that. Yeah, I wouldn't have any problem with that. Um, But making them a state just so you can grab up a couple of senators and, uh, you know, one or two uh, members of the House of Representatives seems like a pretty piss poor reason to make something a state, you know. And you but look at Puerto have. Rico, it's it's one of the most corrupt places politically uh, in the Western Hemisphere. Well, the problem is that uh, what they're trying to do is make change, fix the mistakes they made when they tried and failed to get Washington, D.C. to become a state. That failed. So now they're trying it again with Puerto Rico, but the problem is... They rule the Senate now. They got right. their 51 votes. And even, let's say, if Cinema sided with the Republicans and brought it down to 50-50, you got Kamala Harris to okay it. So this has to be stopped. Some lawsuits somewhere, like they did with the border here and Title 42, needs to happen within this week. Yeah, and I mean, it's crunch time. This is serious stuff, folks, that's being ignored for the most part by the media. You know, I I don't know uh, where certain people, like you mentioned, Cinema Mansion, 
you know, I don't know where they come down uh, on a situation yeah. like this. I don't know how they would intend to vote uh, if yeah. it gets to the floor. Um, and I can't imagine seen. any Democrat really except those two vacillating in their stance, while at the same time I can see rhinos agreeing with the Democrats. Yeah, we I know. We cannot That's... allow Puerto Rico to become the 51st American state. Let me ask you, well, let me ask you this. Where do you put the star on the flag? (laughs) We got a perfect balance right now. Design the whole flag, but it's, it's, it's more than that because they have every right and benefit that we have here on the mainland. And of course, in Alaska and Hawaii, they function very well as a commonwealth. There's no reason for them to become a state. Now, I wonder, you know, in Puerto Rico, would they, would the people there rather be a state or an independent country? What it's would the majority of, of people there? From what I was reading about it, it's kind of split between the islanders there. Interesting. Yeah. So that makes it even more, you know, of a touch point here. But the the bad thing is the Democrats are trying to run it through next week without, you know, without it being noticed. And folks will never get the Senate back. It's, it's a problem. We can stand on our heads till we're purple and it won't happen. Yep. It's a real problem. Right. You know, we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, Mm -hmm. you you look at that, you look at the stay in Mexico policy uh, potentially coming to an end. If if all of this stuff is not designed to destroy this country, I'd like to know what it is designed for. Uh, Title 42, Trump's Title 42 was a great thing. It's coming to an end on December 21st. We've got four days, folks, basically four days for the courts to rule that it stays permanently. Do we have the politicians with backbone enough to stand up to Biden and the Democrats? No. No. And herein lies our problem. We have a few. We have a few. Um, that have already called this out and said, no, 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 this stays in place. Marco Rubio was one of them. Um, I believe Ted Cruz was another one of them. There were a number of senators that came out and said, this must stay. But there, two, three, four voices aren't enough. Right, and there's too many rhinos in there that just absolutely, for whatever reason, refuse to grow a set of moose nuts and stand up to these idiots. Yeah, yeah, they, they I, I just don't know what's going on anymore because our government is not functioning the way our government should be functioning. Yet, they, they got the thing through to keep the government up and running. Um, through, I think it's the end of December. It's not a long-term thing, but I, I think it's through the end of December. It's a short-term um, stopgap, basically. Right, right. It's like, I don't recognize my country anymore. 
it's getting more difficult by the day. Yeah. You know, and that's it, why I say yeah. if if all of these things are not designed to destroy this country, what are they designed for? I don't know. I mean, well, it, it to just fundamentally transform our country. Well, right. Uh, AKA destroy it. Yes. I mean, you can't make this many mistakes by accident. All right? No. This has to be deliberate. It has to be deliberate. Well, the only way that the deliberacy is actually working is because Biden is not running the country. Obama is. Exactly. Exactly. You and can too see many his, people are afraid to say that. You can see his fingerprints all over this stuff. Exactly. These are Obama's policies. These are the things Obama wanted. You know, the more illegals, or as they like to call them, um, undocumented migrants, they're not migrants, they're not undocumented, they're illegals. Remember the whole thing of turning our nation brown? Well, you're seeing it in action, folks. It's and true. it's very sad. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on this stuff for you. And, and uh, you know, I guarantee you're going to be hearing a lot more about this stuff over the next few days. Well, one thing we should add, Craig, when we take our vacation for the next two weeks, our site, Right Side Patriots, RSPRadio1.com, will be up and running. And while we won't, you know, change articles every day in the main sections, we will keep the breaking news, the featured news, and Dan Bongino's um, videos up and running. And if there is anything major that happens, I mean, super, super duper major, we will get back to the site and we will go on air. So RSPRadio1.com, check it out every day. Mm-hmm. Even while we're on break, you need to check that out every day. All right, Diane, so we got Christmas staring us right in the face. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just barely over a week away from Christmas, mm-hmm. and we've got some interesting, odd facts about Christmas that a lot of people may not know. Right. And let's start. This is just silly. Norwegian scientists have hypothesize that Rudolph's red nose is probably the result of a parasitic infection of his respiratory system. Oh, holy reindeer crap. Rudolph's got COVID. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, look, you know, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, and they got to figure out, well, look, it's either a parasitic infection of his respiratory system or he's drunk. Ah, or Rudolph is really Rudolpha and just missed, you know, his lips and got his nose with the red lipstick. That could happen, too. Um, (laughs) Did you know the Germans made the very first artificial Christmas trees out of dyed goose feathers? Well, you want to know something funny? I did know that fact because remember a couple of years ago when we did interesting Christmas facts as an article? Yeah. That was one of them that I had uh, put up. Well, then then maybe you remember or, or would know the answer to the question I've got to ask. Okay. 
did they at least take the feathers off the geese first? I think so. They probably ate the geese. I mean, if they didn't take the feathers off the geese, you got nothing but a mess and a disaster going on there. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's true. I mean, good Lord. Well, here's something. Well, they're kind of together in a way. More than 3 billion Christmas cards are sent out in the U.S. alone and all the gifts in the 12 days of Christmas would equal 364 gifts if you added them together. That's a nice little haul. That, that's a big-ass haul. Yes. 364 gifts. But, of course, what do you do with a whole bunch of lords a-leaping? I don't know. Or maids a-milking. <laughs> you know. I mean, you think the goose tree is, is, is a disaster in the waiting? You get that many milk, uh, maids of milking and lords of leaping all together in one place, and you know you've you've got more than you can deal with. True. Uh, that's that's <laughs> all I'm saying. Um, December twenty fifth. That is the official celebration date for the birthday of Jesus, uh, and it was so named in the year 350 by Pope Julius the first. Now, mm-hmm. I did an article about this couple of years ago and that date was picked because it falls in line very closely with the winter solstice and it was a way to get pagans interested in something other than saturnalia oh okay you know but if you go back historically if you look you know if you really pay attention to the words in the Bible, it does give you a roadmap as to when that birth would have taken place. And it was yeah, actually sometime they, in September. September. Yeah, I remember at one yeah. time they thought it was March. No, if you if you put all the clues together, it comes out about the middle of September. Okay. Oddly enough. Okay. But December 25th, good as any day, I guess. I Yeah, because nobody really knows the, ex- the true date. But uh, what I find kind of a uh, little hypocritical in a way is that the traditional three colors of Christmas are green, red, and gold. Pretty colors. Right. You know, no problem with that. Green has long been a symbol of life and rebirth. Perfect. Red symbolizes the blood of Christ. Okay. And gold represents light as well as wealth and royalty. Now, didn't Christ teach, you know, poverty and, and humility and humbleness? And here yeah. you're, you're using a color that represents wealth and royalty. Well, and, and but does it really, I mean, you know, wealth and royalty... You know, you you throw in the story of the three wise men, and they were supposedly kings. Mm-hmm. So there's your royalty, uh, and one of the um, the gifts that the wise men supposedly brought to the baby was gold. That's true. That's true. You know, now we uh, don't know we don't know what Mary and Joe did with the gold, but. Yeah. 
Well, nobody knows really, you know, what went on, but it's just, I mean, the color combination is beautiful. My tree is green, red, and lots of gold. <laughs> now, <laughs> what lots happened? Of red, lots of poinsettias. What happened to purple? Purple is technically the color of royalty. Well, yeah, and and I've got some purple ornaments on my tree. Oh, I do too. You know, um, and I always think of, of purple as being one of the primary Christmas colors. Well, I don't know me, why, but I guess is, I do. To me, purple is the primary Halloween color because instead of decorating with orange, you know, orange and black, orange and black, I do my stuff in purple and black, and it kind of raises it to a little more elegant Halloween. <laughs> Okay, yes, we all must be elegant on Halloween. Yes, we must be. <laughs> um, Christmas trees have been sold in the United States since 1850, and I think about 20 years ago, I had one of those antique trees. I, Did you? The last time we ever had a, a real tree, before we went to the artificial trees, uh, mm-hmm. we went to a a tree farm outside of Lincoln, about 15 miles outside of Lincoln. Like we always did every year, we cut down a fresh tree, took it home, put it up in the stand, put water in the thing. And that was about 10 days, I think, before Christmas. And by Christmas, there wasn't a needle left on that damn thing. It was a Charlie Brown tree. You know, I mean, if you sneezed in the other room, needles would fall off of that tree in the front room. Uh, I think that tree had been around since 1850. Could have well, you know, been. Hey, I once had an artificial tree that shed just as bad. That's how you know you got a good artificial tree. If it sheds like a real tree, you've got a damn good artificial tree. (laughs) Well, here's something kind of interesting about Santa Clauses. There are approximately 20,000 what they call rent-a-Santas across the U.S. Rent-a-Santas usually undergo seasonal training on how to maintain a jolly attitude under pressure from the public. They also receive practical advice such as not accepting money from parents while children are looking and avoiding garlic, onions, or having beans for lunch. (laughs) Okay. Um, What more can you say? (laughs) You know? Um, Misa del Gallo. You ever hear of it? Most people probably haven't. Unless you're Bolivian. Mass of the rooster. The mass of the rooster on Christmas Eve. Apparently, people bring roosters to the midnight mass which they say is a gesture symbolizing the belief that a rooster was the first animal to announce the birth of Jesus. Now, I haven't been to uh, a midnight mass, I don't think, ever. Now, I've been to to Christmas Eve midnight services, but mass, you know, you, you associate that with the Catholic Church. And I don't think I've ever been in a Catholic church on Christmas Eve. But I cannot imagine sitting there in a pew and somebody next to you looking over at you and going, hey, nice cock. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Oh, well. 
Let's see if this could top that one. In Poland, spiders and spider webs are common Christmas tree decorations because, according to legend, a spider wove a blanket for baby Jesus. In fact, Polish people consider spiders to be symbols of goodness and prosperity at Christmas. All I can say to that is, ooh. I, I see a spider in the Christmas tree. I'm going to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I You know, I... My my first impulse, get a gun. You know, if it's a big spider, you get a gun. And mine is yell for my husband if there's a bug. Now, finally, in in our Christmas wrap up here, ancient people like the Druids, mm-hmm. okay, they considered mistletoe to be sacred because it remains green and bears fruit during the winter. Now, Druids would plant. Uh, you know, golden sickles of mistletoe and mm-hmm. never let it touch the ground. They thought it had the power to cure infertility and nervous diseases to ward off evil. Now, if folks, if you know anything about mistletoe at all, uh, birds eat the, the berries on mistletoe right. and poop them out, and that's where mistletoe grows from. It's kind of self-fertilizing. Right. <laughs> so the next time you're standing under the mistletoe and feeling a little bit romantic, could just be a bird poop that out for you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, look, we have had a great year on Right Side Patriots. We haven't really enjoyed all the news we've had to bring you over the past year. Um but we think we've done a pretty good job in delivering it in our own way and bringing maybe truth to power uh, through some of the uh, articles and discussions and commentaries and op-eds that we've had on the show. And more than anything, we appreciate all of you who have made the journey with us through this year, and we're looking forward to next year. And um, all I can say is I wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and for our Jewish listeners, a very happy Hanukkah. This year, the two holidays don't coincide, you know, right on top of each other, but they're during the same week, which is a nice thing. And uh, everybody have a happy and healthy and prosperous New Year. And let's take our country back. That's the whole idea. Well, at the top of the show, folks, I told you we were going to play Oi to the World. This is the Klezmonauts, and uh, you know, look it up, Google it, you know, download it, uh, pay for the download, buy the CD, whatever you got to do. But this is a fun melding of traditional Christmas music done in a traditionally Jewish style. Okay? Okay. Folks, have a great rest of the year. We'll catch up with you again on January 3rd. Say good night, Diane. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Here's the Klezmonauts. <laughs> 